Welcome to the podcast, Your Future in Sales and Marketing, the podcast that helps you make great career decisions. My name is Mike Dixon, and I'm a professional sales and marketing recruiter. I love what I do, but my biggest frustration is seeing too many people not realizing their career potential. In this podcast, I'll introduce you to my network, an amazing group of business leaders from the biggest tier one organizations through to some super fast growth SMEs. They'll share their career journeys and give unique advice and insights on managing your career and leading a function and a business. Join me, Mike Dixon of AXR Recruitment and Search to help guide your future in sales and marketing. Okay, welcome to another Your Future in Sales and Marketing podcast with me, Mike Dixon, and my guest today, one of my own team in AXR Recruitment and Search, sales and marketing expert, Andrew Kanick. Andrew, how are you today? Very well, Mike. Thanks for having me again. That's all right. This is your second time in the podcast? Second time back, feeling like a pro now, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, now, guys, in this pod, we're going to talk about the AXR 2023 Salary Guides, which we launched in April to a quite overwhelming response. The demand has been, I think, pretty incredible. Um, and the feedback tells us we're producing something that people really need and really want. Now, with Andrew's help, I'm going to unpack what's in the guides for you, why we produce them, and how you can get the most out of them. Now, before I do, I mentioned Andrew was a, a sales and marketing expert. Now, you are becoming a recruitment expert, Andrew. Um, but tell me a bit about your background, which I think will give you a very qualified perspective to see the salary guides from both a candidate and a client's point of view. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think expert might be a little bit flattering, but I like to think I know a bit a bit about the area. So um so prior to, to jumping over to AXR, I spent the best part of 10 years in um FMCG sales and category roles. So spent a good part of my career with Associated British Foods, um working across sales roles with with Twining. So was a national account executive, national account manager, um, and then after coming over to Australia, uh jumped into in category activation, so category management. Um, from there, sort of followed my interest um, over to the people and performance side of things. So I actually held a really interesting role, which was um, internal talent and, and capability. And that was my first intro to the, the world of recruitment, slightly different from agency side, but um, and then jumped over to AXR. So I suppose I've got a fairly unique perspective on the salary guys because I've been um, in the position that our candidates will be just working in that world. Um, I've worked in the internal talent space, and that, that's another area where these can be really useful for those internal internal talent teams. And, and now see the benefit um, you know, on the AXR side of the fence um, in terms of the, the benefit we deliver to, to candidates and, and clients. So I like to think I've got a fairly well-rounded perspective on um, yeah, the value that these can add. So you don't need me in this podcast at all then? Please, please stay if you, don't, <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't mind. But yeah, no, looking forward to getting stuck in and unpacking what's in them. Yeah, good. Um, now I've been involved in recruitment a long time, as people who regularly listen to the pod know. Um, and throughout my career, I've seen a lot of salary guides. I've been involved in salary guides with some of the world's biggest corporate recruitment companies, and, and I've you know, made up my own um, spin on them. Uh, and I, I think um, for, for us... They're really important in XR recruitment and search, but uh, and I'll give you my take. But I'm interested in yours too. Mm. You know, 
we, as you know, we do this, Paul, because we want you to make great career decisions. That's the point of it. And and in order to make a great career decision, we've got to equip you with the right insight and information. So we have lots of guests on and talk about their career journey, their career path. How do they get to the, the most senior roles? How do they get the most at their career? But there's lots of inflection points through a career where you've got to make decisions. Mm. You've got to think about, well, what's in the right step for me? Should it be this way or this way? If I move, if I move to this role, you know, do I get this salary? What's this role actually like? How does that then take me on to the next role? Mm. And the salary guides kind of unpick those and, and delivering our brand promise, which is just to equip candidates to make great career decisions, but also clients too, who are the other part of that conversation often. Mm. You know, should I stay with an organization? Should I go? And, and salary can form a part of that. But, mm. um, from, from your perspective, what value do you think they bring from an AXR point of view in terms of delivering what we do in the market? Yeah. So, so I think um, something we can give to candidates and clients alike is that view of well, what's actually happening in the market. Because when you're in your role with the organisation that you work in, you can be quite head down a lot of the time and, and you don't often have a chance to really sort of lift your eyes up and look at well, what's happening more, more broadly. So let me put you know my my career and my role and the organisation I'm with in, in context. And so this is um, a really valuable sort of insight into what is happening across the market. So mm. I'm a national account manager. I know what that means for me and my organisation now, but what's happening more broadly? What's being expected of that that role family? Um, and then importantly, you know, what's the salary guide saying in terms of the um you know the, the rem that i'm getting and where does that put me in the context of the broader market yeah so um it, it forms a really important basis for conversation that we have with with clients and, and candidates alike in that regard yeah i often find that your frame of reference is the world you're in right so mm. it, it's um if you're in a particular organization, then you know what you're on. You might know what some of your colleagues are on. Mm. You might even know what your boss is on, but it's quite narrow. You don't really know. Yeah what the market is yeah. and you hear all sorts of rumors yeah. and you make stuff up yeah. uh, in terms of uh, um, what you think you should get. And, and it's not normally anchored in reality. Yeah. In my experience, I mentioned before, I've been involved in lots of big corporates have produced salary guides. There's some, uh, th there's lots out there, right? But um, mm. my concern with them is they all try and do too much. Mm. They, they go too wide. They try and cover every profession, every geography, every level and the reality is they're not specific enough to give genuine advice and insight. Mm, mm. You want to know, what should I be paid for my role in this market right now, specifically mm. in my sector? And if I was to do another role, what would I get paid for that? Mm. No, And you want salary to be the least part of the decision. You just want to know what's right. You want to be in the market, in the ballpark, uh, not knowing that you're paid too much or too little. Mm. And if you're in the right space, that's great. But actually you know, the big salary guys don't do that. Whereas ours, they yeah. do. Yeah. So um, let's, um, you know, we'll, we'll get them, get into them and kind of dissect them. But we, we talked a little bit about who they're for earlier. Now, um, uh, they're not just for candidates, um, but they're, they're for, for clients as well. But, you know, just perhaps talk a bit about the sectors we cover and the, and the kind of role professions we cover as well. Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're highly specialised within FMCG and, and consumer goods. And our space is very much within that sales marketing category and insights. Yep. Um, so that, that's where we're sort of highly specialised. And, and we work with, from a client perspective, everyone from um, tier one FMCG businesses through to, you know, tier two and three, um, and also those, you know, super fast growth, small businesses. So we really see the broad spectrum. And um, again, to the point of providing market context, we can talk to all of those client groups around what's happening across the broader market, um, you know, with some of those businesses you're competing with for, for talent. Um, 
And then from a from a, um, a candidate perspective in terms of the royal families that we look after, I'd say most of the work we do is in that sort of mid to senior space. So from a sales perspective, that's national account managers, category, it's category managers in the brand space. It's that's a brand manager, senior brand manager. And then we also work up into, you know, national business manager and and and, and above. So that's the area that we're specialized in. And I'm sure we'll come on to later in this conversation, what we're seeing in terms of market dynamics at each of those those levels. Yeah, perfect. Absolutely. So so often the salary guys typically uh, are designed for individuals, job seekers. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, important, but it's not just job seekers. It's those who are just managing their career. Um, so if you're preparing for an internal conversation around what's next in my current organization, you want to know... Um, Actually, you know, is your where does your role fit in the marketplace from, uh, and and where does your salary fit in the marketplace? So mm-hmm. I think that's really important, but also to equip the uh, the line managers on the other side of that conversation. So yeah. um, and I, uh, and I can talk from yeah. a from a from a client point of view when I was in that internal talent role, yeah. I, I was sent a few salary guides, um, after conversations with re- recruiters around our requirements, and um, I, I can't remember which one specifically, but um, you wouldn't say I, that would be too, I, I, that would be nice. Would, wouldn't possibly say, but um, I, I'd say. That, Generally speaking, they they kind of they said a lot without really saying uh, yeah. a, a lot in a way because um, I think to your point that the the appeal was too was too broad. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that goes into there in terms of statistics around flexible working and other workplace benefits, which is like it's all it's all nice stuff to know. But um, what you really want to get down to is the is the the crux of it, which is what's expected of me in my role and what can I be, you know, what level of compensation can I expect for that? Yeah. And I think that's um, the beauty of ours is that they're, they're much more concise. So, you know, the typical guide is 50 to 100 pages. Ours is six. Yeah. You can get straight into the detail of what's important. And there's really one page that matters. So um, yeah. let's get into our guides then and kind of break them down and, and, and walk through the format. So I mentioned before, a lot of people have downloaded these already. We've been really, um, this year, overwhelmed by the response, which which is great. So demand is definitely there. But for, for those who haven't, let's just step you through them and, and, and how to read them and how to get the most out of them. So... Um, We've got a couple here. We've got the sales one, the marketing one, and, and there's one for category and insights. So there's three, three guides in particular. Um, but page one just gives you a, a, a bit of uh, an overview of our, where we fit in the marketplace at AXR. Um, the whole concept around it's your career, not a job. We want to equip you with great insight, great information to make decisions, and salary is part of that. So uh, it flows very, neat, very neatly into that. <coughs> page two is a salary guide itself, and this is all you need to know, really. Um, and we split them up um, by the, the entire role family. So if, if I'm, I'm looking at the sales one, for example, perhaps I'll just talk to the first part, Andrew, and hand, hand back to you. But yeah. um, if you look at role family, we start you know, at, at kind of junior, um, early stage career and go right up to top of function. So in sales terms within FMCG sales, it starts at national kind of executive and goes right through to sales director. But what we do in terms of, this guide is actually group the role titles together mm-hmm. because the titles vary so much. And one person's role title is not somebody else's. Um, so the role titles are grouped together appropriately. Mm-hmm. So for instance, if you take the the most common role in the market as a national account manager, but you can also be called a customer business manager. You could be called a customer account manager or a business account manager. Mm-hmm. And we just say, look, actually these jobs are all the same if they relate to the same level of responsibility. So we group the roles together first and foremost. That's the the, the, the first part. Um, we then talk to REM, uh, and we split REM into fixed and variable. Again, a lot of salary guides will just give you a very broad 
view of your remuneration. So you might be looking, you might find your role. You think, great, I found it on the XYZ salary guide. All right, between 150 and 250 grand for a sales manager. You're like, really? Mm. That's ridiculous. No, that's way, way too um, non-specific for 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 your needs. So we actually break it down very very particularly. Um, by fixed rem and then variable. So again, a take national account manager. We see a national account manager in the market right now between 150 and 180 base, gives us a midpoint of 165, which is mm. pretty accurate. Um, and then there's super on top of that. And the bonus for a national account manager, typically between 15 and 25%. Mm. Now, some people might be on 10%, some are on 30, but the majority yeah. are between 15 and 25%. And worth noting would include any sort of allowances. So some roles have a car allowance component. Yep. We bundle that in to treat it as base. Yeah, ex exactly, yeah. exactly. So we just give a, a fixed, and then we move over to the to the to the role side. Mm. We want to talk to what we discuss in that section. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that that's the crucial bit. So in the role column, we kind of lay out. Well, this is our understanding of what that role is actually doing in the market, what it's responsible for, and um, this can be a really good, I think, reality check sometimes. Because um, to to your point earlier. There are going to be those outliers, and, and typically, you know, a good example of that is that I speak with people who are doing, you know, a, a, a national business manager role by title, but when you get into the the meat and bones of what they're actually doing on a day-to-day -day basis, it, it's really a NAM role. Exactly. And sometimes that happens because that NBM title, the same way as a senior brand manager title, it can be used as a retention tool by businesses, a somewhat, you know, short-sighted short one. Um, but, you know, th that's an important thing to know because if you find yourself in that position where you're an NBM by title and you're thinking, well, naturally my next step is into that head of channel or customer or customer director role, you're going to get a reality check when you go for a role and, and you're actually finding yourself short. So, um, you know, we talk about moving through your career at the right pace, getting the right experience. You don't want to jump at a title or salary too soon and, and stall yourself. So reading through that role description should give you a fairly good sense of what am I actually doing in the context of what the market kind of expects. Yeah. And that's actually really important because of that variety. As you say, you could be an MBM in one business and you actually read this guide and you think, I'm not doing an MBM role really, am mm, I? Mm. I'm really doing a national account manager role. Yeah. And that's why I'm paid what I'm paid. I'm actually paid for a national account manager role. Although yeah, in my yeah. head, I think of an MBM. It just resets your guide. It does. People yeah. get very title uh, fixated, but titles are, are, are pretty, the indicators mm -hmm. um, only. Um, the role and, and actually what you're doing in the role makes a big difference. Yeah. Con and, conversely, you might be one of those people that reach through that and goes, actually, do you know what? I should be called a national business manager for what I'm yeah. doing, but I'm currently yeah. a NAM, so it, it can work both ways. Uh, completely, it completely can. And, and so the guide actually um, steps you through everybody um, exactly what's in. What's the difference between a national account executive and a national account manager? The difference between a NAM and an MBM. Uh, head of channel or customer director and a sales director. You can see how the role evolves at each each stage. Mm. And to have that in one page is great. You know, if I was in HR, I'd be kind of going, brilliant. Mm. Um, rather than having like 55 pages of position descriptions, I've got really the whole role family in one column. Yeah. Love it. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so last column, what's uh, what's in demand? What what does that mean? Yeah, and this is a bit that probably evolves the most from, you know, the, the different iterations of, of the salary guide. Um, so this is what, you know, from our conversations with clients and candidates, this is what we're seeing is really in demand in the marketplace at the moment. So, you know, for example, if you look at the sales director um, role family here, which includes things like, you know, VP of sales, GM of sales, um, you can see we talk around the modern sales director is a, a, a genuine 
leader. We talk around breadth of experience. That it kind of articulates that move from the main, the more old school approach to that, which was you know the, the the seasoned sales professional with decades of customer experience and the, and the big personality, to actually a more well rounded leader who spent time in other functions, maybe other channels, businesses, geographies. You know that's an example of how we really bring to life well, what's actually in demand in the market. So not just what you'd be doing in the role, but when you're putting yourself out there for a role like that, here's what clients are expecting you to to bring to the table. Yeah. We, we recruit these roles all the time. So we'll talk about what's in demand in terms of actual roles and what the market's looking like at the end of the pod, guys. Mm. But from um, this information is, is it comes from the fact that we, we look to fill national account manager role, business manager role, sales director roles, um, similarly within marketing, similarly within category, uh, all the time. That, that mm. That's our area of specialization. So we talk to um, everybody in that space all the time. We're, we're constantly maneuvering around the marketplace, mm. uh, connecting with each individual, understanding their career journey, and getting a sense check of, well, what does great look like? You know, if, if, if a client is coming to us asking for a particular type of person to do a particular role, we can challenge that client and say, I don't think you've got the bar high enough here for what you want to achieve. Mm. We've seen better in the market. Or conversely, you're asking for too much. You're not going to get that. So anchors the client in reality as well as to what they can get mm. in a particular salary bracket for a particular role type. Yeah. So it works uh, for for somebody who's transitioning, or for the organisation who's recruiting. Yeah. And, um, and what and sorry, just, yeah. and what I really like about the, you know, I guess the role description part, but also the what's in demand is, you know, some salary guys. It's all about. Here's the salary, but with no articulation of well, what have you got to do to actually justify that salary, yeah. you know? And again, for us, it's encouraging the right mindset, which is around here's what's on offer from a REM perspective, but here's what you need to bring as well. So it creates that bit of accountability. Yeah, I agree. I th- knowing what good looks like is is great. That's part, part of what we do and how we help people understand that. But actually having it in this document is great because you can then look at it and go, okay, not just what's in demand, but what, what do I have to be good at? and really performing it in mm. order to be in demand for the next level up, if that's what I want to do, mm. which is cool. Yeah. Now, the fact we work across sales marketing categories is also interesting because careers aren't linear. Now, I know regular pod listeners will almost get fed up with me saying that, and we've had like 60 guests on giving that message in different ways, mm. um, but they aren't. And a, a modern career involves different experiences whether that's organizationally, geographically, but also by function as well, by sector, by category. Um, so when somebody, for example, is in the sales family thinking, right, okay, I, I, I think I could be um, a national business manager or a head of channel or a customer director, what do, I have, what do I have to do to get there? What we'll actually talk to is specifically get out of, your, out of sales, mm. <laughs> do, do time elsewhere. Mm. Um, and that's easier said than done um, if you don't know what those roles are or you've only got some exposure to them. So you grab our guide, you think, okay, well, it says here I should probably spend time in category. Now, I do work with the category people, um, so I have some idea of what they do, but actually, what do they get paid? Mm. Um, and what actually specifically do they do? And what's the difference between you know, a, a junior category manager and a senior category manager and so forth? So you can actually cross-reference the guides too, mm. which is really cool. And you can yeah. say, well, if I'm an national account manager and, I'm, and it's really important I become a category manager, do I have to take a backward step in salary? Um, if I do, for how long? And I can, if I came back, what would my leap up then be to national business manager? So mm. you can start to map your career 
using the guides, not just in a linear fashion, but actually, as we talk about, uh, going across function as well. Yeah, and because they're concise, it's not going to take you long to read through all, no. all three. And, you know, if you want to progress into more senior roles, um, having that understanding of what the different functions do and how they interlink um, is is crucial. So it can help with that as well. Yeah, great. Mm. Um, so that's the, 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 the guides in terms of what the content is. So just to summarize again, we've got role titles grouped in a way that makes sense. So you can figure out where does your title fit? Now, you then moving across the guide, you're then moving into um, salary. So you look, well, what am I paid? Where does that, does that relate to the right role title? Or if there's a mismatch, it's probably because the role you're doing isn't the same as a role title. Mm -hmm. So you then go to the next column, look at the role and say, well, okay, what role am I actually doing? Oh, right, okay, in which case my title probably is misaligned. Um, um, but if I then want to fix that or move up to that title in real terms, what I have to do, what's in demand, mm. how, what I have to perform at or do I have to jump out the function in order to make that move up. So it's a really practical toolkit. It's not just check my salary, I'm paid enough, give me something to, oh, Mike or Andrew sent me this, uh, Mr. Sales Director, I'm underpaid, what do you think, give me some more money. There's a lot more in it that gives context that conversation, yeah. the meanings of the conversation if you need to have it with your boss. Yeah, and just helps inform those great career decisions, which is what we're ultimately trying to encourage. So. On brand, yeah. love it. Yeah. Good. Um, so in this sales guide, we actually have a second page on field sales, which is really interesting, guys. If uh, um, and, and moving between field sales and customer management is pretty interesting. Um, then just concluding on the guides, we we have a, a page of just insights from our senior network. Point you back to this podcast where there's, I mentioned, 60-odd guests who are just giving us so much insight over their career journeys from running big companies or running functions, running small companies, different categories to say, hey, this is the journey I went on, learn from my journey. So um, there's lots of links and indications there, which is uh, which is very useful. Um, and then the last page is just a bit on other career resources we have for you. So the guides are, 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 pretty, are pretty simple. Um, if you haven't got it, you need to get them. Um, and you're not limited to one and they are free, which is uh, a bonus. <laughs> Cool. Um, so that's the guides. And maybe worth just, um, you know, jumping on to, um, you know, what some of the call outs are with each one, because there's some trends we've seen in the marketplace, which will then lead us on to what's happening now in the market, what do we think is going on in the future. Mm. But um, perhaps just breaking down each one of the guides by sales first and category of the marketing, Andrew, and we'll, we'll just kind of point to some of the things that yeah, yeah, we've, yeah. We, we've highlighted as worth noting. So yeah. what have you seen in the, in, in, in the sales salary guide that's kind of worth, uh, worth people being across and knowing? Yeah, something particularly relevant for a, a, a lot of the roles that we, we work on. Um, there is continually more and more falling into that NAM role. So that role is, is expanding all the time in terms of the, the level of responsibility that, that sits within that. And that and that's really cool because what you're then seeing is that as a result of that is actually people spending a bit more time at that level because there's just this opportunity in kind of mid-career um, for so much learning that you can get there. Um, so people will typically now spend you know, maybe two, three, maybe even four sort of business cycles at that NAM level. They might work across different categories, maybe even channels, um, work across a couple of businesses within that. And you just really broaden out your knowledge and your experience and set the platforms and then go on to those more senior roles. So that's, that's really cool. As a result of that, though, we're seeing a bit of a squeeze on that national business manager um, level. 
because the NAM role is expanding, um, that customer director level above MBM is also, there's more coming into that. And as a result, it's putting a bit of pressure on that MBM level. Not to say those roles don't exist. And we have seen a bit of a resurgence of those roles in the market in the early part of the year. But I think the long-term trend is that there is, there is pressure on that on that role type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's, quite, it's, it's good actually seeing high potential talent dwell at that level, spending mm. time, more than one rotation. Um, I think, oh, who was it? One of the sales directors last year, one of our guests talked about, he gets very frustrated when someone nails their first year as a national account manager and wants to move on. Mm. They're like, no, no, you've got to see it through. Yeah. See at least a, you know, two or three cycles through in order to really live the experience and, and, and get this battle scars and mm. have the depth of conversations you need to have acknowledged in order for you to be effective at the next level up. Yeah. Um, but actually not just you know dwelling in that particular role, but then they're moving into another channel, a, a different type of NAM role, which I, which, I, which I really like. Yeah, and because those roles are always in demand, so there's loads of opportunity. And because that breadth of experience is now so valued, what a great opportunity as someone who's you know building your career. You've got permission to go off and have all these great experiences and do, do things slightly differently and, and um, yeah, experience some different, different businesses, different categories, and really broaden things out at that level. So yeah. I think also because we've seen the salary band broaden and now to get managed, you don't have to sit at the same salary forever. You know, you can come in at... 150 and then th three, four years you're on 180. So mm. you're actually seeing a reasonable salary uplift. But uh, don't rush. Don't see that as a driver. Yeah. You know, um, the most competitive, talented individuals who are going to be the sales directors of the future are those who are doing, you know, three or four NAM roles as opposed to someone who's doing one, jumping straight up to a business manager role. Then they will just plateau. They will struggle. They will become less competitive. So don't race, mm. you know, be smart, take your time, spend time and jump into category, et cetera. Yeah, but yeah. What, else is, what else are we seeing in sales? Um, a chronic shortage of national account executives. Yeah. Um, traditionally, the career path there was, you know, someone would come from a, a field sales manager role, territory role, and the natural next step was into that NAE position. So you find yourself, you're in head office, you're working on national accounts, you're learning from a national account manager, and you're just rolling your sleeves up and getting into the nitty gritty of, um, you know, all, all, all the basics of account management. That, as a result of so many businesses now using third-party field sales teams and not running their own, um, and also, you know, not running grad schemes as frequently as they used to, the kind of pipeline for NAEs has really kind of dropped off massively. Um, so those roles are, you know, they're, they're sort of few and far between, and the talent, um, you know, for those roles is in short supply. So um, we're starting to see some businesses bring back grad schemes, which is really exciting, but... We're encouraging clients, and, and what we're seeing from clients is is more open-mindedness around, well, where might you get those NAEs from? Because it's a really crucial talent pipeline for the for the business. It's an entry-level entry-level role from which you can take someone and, and develop their develop their career. So, um, you know, that open-mindedness could be, you know, someone from supply chain, could be someone from finance. Um, someone's just got to be switched on, pretty strong commercially, good stakeholder management. You can get those those skills from other disciplines. So, um, yeah, as much as there's a, a shortage, I think it's presenting opportunity maybe for people to get into FMCG who, no, who normally wouldn't. I think there's open-mindedness from organisations, clients recruiting at that level that 
that talent pool has to come from more lateral sources. So, mm. so you know, we took a brief yesterday with exactly that in mind, didn't we? So yeah. it was, uh, yeah. uh, I, I like that. And, and, you know, in terms of, you know, finishing off in sales, the senior end of the market, um, still quiet. We'll perhaps, you know, talk about the future there, but, um, um, yeah, there are a few interesting roles that have come around in the last few months, but still not a massive shift around in terms of that sales director. Um, head of channel level, yeah. so quiet, yeah. quieter there. But and and salary wise, um, any significant growth areas there? I think you called out the the movement on the the Nam band, so that is kind of it hasn't shifted up so much as it's just broadened. Mm. I think that just reflects the broadening of the roles. There are those more junior Nam roles and 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 the more senior ones. So we've kind of seen a five k. Um, movement at each side of that ladder. That's probably the sort of key call yeah. out there. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to category. So category mm. management, what are we what are we seeing there? Yeah, and it's similar to the way the the, the NAM role is broadening. We're we're seeing a similar trend at the sort of category manager level two, which is reflected in the in the in the salary band. So what we've seen is that, you know, in many businesses it, it's a big step up from being a category manager to being a um, ahead of category, yeah, and so what that's led to is the creation almost of a tiered, um, a tiered level within within category management. So we've yeah. seen the emergence of a more strategic, senior, almost category strategy lead type role. Um, you know, it pl- plays a plays a key role in development of business strategy. I think um, increasingly we see category moving more to the forefront of just like a centralized business planning function. It's highly commercial these days. So there's the opportunity for senior role there. Um, but with that comes the more almost entry level role into category, more like a, a, a sort of junior category manager. Um, so you've ever seen the creation of those two levels, which is great because it creates opportunity for someone to come into, into category and learn and grow. But also there's, there's development. So in the same way, you can spend a few years as a NAM, but still grow in terms of what you're taking on. And from a salary point of view, the same opportunity is now there in category. Yeah. I think it's a great evolution in the market. I think mm. there was a real challenge, you know, category managers had to jump out and do other things in order to bridge the gap to jump up to, to head off. But, um, having that that role evolved pretty much from nowhere in the last mm-hmm. year. And and uh, I guess we drove that quite hard ourselves and as being very active in the category space. Uh, I think it's a great result, really interesting mm-hmm. market market evolution, but um, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, 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 there's been a bit of an expansion in the function too. The function's getting more teeth, I think. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, you're seeing now, I think, yeah, so the point I just mentioned there. So, so category's kind of gone from this function that was created to make sure that, you know, the the, the plans the business was making were there to grow ultimately the category, not just your own brand, but it's become so much more than that now. And it, and it is more like a, a sort of commercial planning function. So we're seeing kind of revenue management um, falling into there, um, you know, a, a commercial planning function is moving more and more to the, the forefront of business decision making, yeah. um, which, which, is, which is great. And I think the lines starting to blur a little bit between that sort of category manager space and national account manager in that, you know, everyone's expected to be analytical, highly commercial, um, understand and incorporate customer strategy. So, um, yeah, we're just seeing that cash roll just it, it it just gets it just gets broader and broader. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I think it's um a function that's sat on the edges for too long and I've been waiting for category to step up. Companies are, are I think recognizing the importance now and and you know 
putting in that commercial planning, revenue, mm-hmm. shop and marketing piece as well, and, yeah. and, and giving the, the function more teeth and asking for it to play a leadership role, uh, which has been wonderful. We've been involved in some key recruits there and, and, and currently are in, in helping drive that evolution in the market. So a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, now, marketing um, has also evolved, and we'll just talk to some of the key, key points um, there. Maybe I'll just take on this one. Um, so I think, the call-outs for me, it's been a, a resurgence of the senior brand manager role. We've recruited a lot more SBMs in the last 12 months than the previous 12. I think there's a couple of reasons for that. I think for a while, SBM was a title of fallen out of favor. So the comment you made earlier on, it became a bit of a retention tool. Mm. We'll give you an SBM title, but the role didn't really change. And then the growing gap between a brand manager and a marketing manager w- w- is unsustainable. So the brand manager doing a lot of the work, um, executing and project managing. The marketing manager is running strategy, but then they're all, you know, there's this gap in the middle where somebody has to kind of start to kind of develop leadership skills and, and understand how the PL works. So um, the defining difference between the BM and the SPM is that, you know, when you start to get leadership, maybe mm-hmm. one or two direct reports. And you're starting to get PL responsibility. So that role's come back quite strongly, which has been uh, really good. And also I think the the there's been a a, a long a, a long trend about marketing evolving commercially, and I think to the detriment of the strategic role that marketing plays. And we're seeing that blend coming together really nicely in the last year. So marketing once again is becoming this real nice mix of strategically influencing the business. Mm-hmm but also driving a commercial outcome as well. So um, those are the main call-outs there. Mm. And some REM stretch as well. So, um, uh, you know, the demand generally in the market across that mid-space has seen most of those mid-level roles, SPM, NAM, category manager, play hop up by, you know, five grand overall. So we've definitely seen a bit of a bump, not this huge increase, which has been really good. I think companies haven't been overly aggressive in using salary to compete for talent. Um, some have, but most most haven't. And actually, it's been a really good thing to see. Mm. So despite this kind of real mismatch of demand and supply, we've not seen price jump up too much. I think it's, um, if you looked at last year's salary guys we produced, you'd see a little bit of movement, but you know we're talking five grand here, five grand there, not the catastrophic 20 grand increases, I think, that a lot of uh, line managers are worried about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Um, so let's maybe move on and, and finish, Andrew, with just what do we see in the marketplace right now? Whenever we uh, do uh, a pod that's AXR without an external guest, also we also get a lot of questions saying, just tell us what's going on. So we, you might not be listening to this pod at the time of recording, but this is, we're recording this in um, early May 2023. So bearing in mind what we're going to talk about is the market right now. So uh, if um, you're listening to this in 2025, then just switch off. (laughs) (laughs) Where where have you been for two years? (laughs) Yeah, Um, exactly, exactly. So what what do we see happening? Well, I think one thing that would be true probably if you were listening in 2025 would be that that mid part of the market just continues to be... um, really hot. Yeah. So there's 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 always going to be strong demand for those roles where businesses get the the most immediate sort of ROI um where the rubber really hits the road for them. So it's in that sort of NAM space, category managers, that mid part of the market, that's where we we do most of our work and where most of the volume sort of sits. So um 
that area of the market continues to be uh, in strong demand. Um, we're seeing the junior end of the market hot up, which is which is really cool. Um, you know, we touched on you know pipelines where a business is getting their talent from things like the NAE role. We're starting to see that heat up, which is which is great. So you mentioned we took a brief on a, a national account exec role yesterday. I expect plenty more to happen in that space too. Yeah, we've got two assistant brand manager roles coming up as well. So that's yeah, yeah more junior work. Yeah. yeah, so many great ent- sort of entries into FMCG for, for people. And um, and then at the senior end, which you might be able to talk to in a bit more detail, I think, um, yeah, probably um, still, still, still pretty stable. Um, haven't seen as much demand as we thought there might be, but we're starting to see a little bit of movement happen there. Yeah, I think there's a bit more organizational confidence coming back. The the kind of main breaks in the senior marketplace, international mobility, and people hanging on for bonuses, mm-hmm. they, they're kind of gone now. People are moving around the world, and, and bonuses have been paid quite freely for the last kind of two three years, went to the third year of that. So um, a lot of it comes down to just our organization's confident. Are they, are they going to make big, bold, bold moves in M&A or... Are they going to expand into new markets, new channels, invest in capex? And they've been that that does drive senior recruitment, and it's been um, it's just been a bit static. Companies have just mm. actually thought, you know what, we're doing really well the way we are right now in FMCG. Let's just keep pumping it. Um, we're getting our prices uh, price increases through. Margins are really good. Uh, let's not rock the boat. But that's not going to happen forever. Mm. Um, so I think we're all just waiting to see, um, you know, who's going to move first, which company's going to be a bit more bold, a bit more interesting. We love to work with companies who are on transitional journeys. We've got a really nice client portfolio uh, of companies who are doing that. Um, and that, that will we'll start to see more senior movement this year. So for those of you who are in sales, marketing, director level roles, head of category, and you're going, where are the jobs? You're not missing out. Don't worry. There just aren't many. But once it starts to happen and you get that liquidity in the market and a few people start to move because companies are doing things, then other people have to move. Uh, I know of one sales director uh, who's resigning uh, tomorrow, for example, who, that will create a ripple through the marketplace. Mm. So it's starting to happen. Yeah, so a great time in the meantime to to start arming yourself with the information that you you need to go and pursue those opportunities when they come. Yeah, exactly. So it takes us full circle. So um, that's what we wanted to kind of get across to you guys in this pod, which is just we stand for enabling great career decisions for you if you're a job seeker or someone who's in transition or for our clients who are wanting to be equipped to have great career conversations with, with their people. So everything we do from the podcast to the Sales and Marketing Collective, the monthly guide of who's moving where, that's out real soon. That's that's going incredibly well in the marketplace. People keep telling me um, they, they love seeing that, to the salary guides. And the salary guides, I say, we, you know, purpose of today's conversation are great. Hopefully you've got an idea of um, what's in them, how to use them. It's more than just a salary, but by goodness, it's a salary, it's accurate. So use it, enjoy it. And uh, uh, if you haven't got it, for goodness sake, come to us and ask for it. Mm. They, they are the best in the market for a reason. Yeah, um, That's not boastful, it's just reality. <laughs> so um, from me, Mike Dixon, that's been awesome. Thanks, Andrew, for joining me today. Thanks, Mike. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast from AXR Recruitment and Search. We're passionate about helping you get the most out of your sales and marketing career. Keep listening as we bring you more inspiring journeys and advice from Australia's sales and marketing leaders. You just can't get this career insight anywhere else. My name is Mike Dixon. See you next time on Your Future in Sales and Marketing.